1: Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wall,
2: And I'm C.G. Erickson.
1: And today, incredible comedian Justin Williams is here to join us.
3: <laughs> Hello.
1: And actually, I'm going to be on Justin's show next week, July 2nd. You can give more details now or at the end, but I'm going to be at your show, which I've been on a couple times, and it's, I think, one of the best shows. So it's really fun to be on.
4: The Brick City Comedy Review at Kilkenny Alehouse. First Friday of every month at 8 p.m. in downtown Newark, New Jersey. You come see us. It's going to be beautiful. Kate will be there. I will be there. Chris Lambert will be there. Khalid Rathman will be there. Musical guest Pat Wise from Audio Snacks.
2: Oh, shit. That was a dope plug. <laughs> you know what you're doing, dude. <laughs> I was feeling that. I might have to go now. <laughs> Damn.
1: Oh my gosh, I wish. Okay, so this past Wednesday was Britney Spears conservatorship hearing and she didn't know beforehand, before this she wasn't made aware that she can fight it. So she decided to record it so she could release it to the public and fight her conservatorship as well as she shared details that were pretty disturbing. I think they're not like too shocking to me because you could tell something crazy was going on she admits that they were putting her on lithium against her will, and like forcing her to work. And then she didn't even have access to her assets while they
2: forced so her to was work. Somebody giving Brittany like injections? Was she getting the needles?
1: I think they were forcing her to take the pills. I don't know if they were needles or not.
2: <laughs> I just think that would be kind of kind of a funny little twist. You know, she's rich beyond her wildest dreams and she gets needles each day full of lithium. But if that's not the case, I don't want to spread any rumors.
1: I don't think it matters so much if it was a needle or not. Definitely when needles are used, it's a little more scarier. <laughs> but either way she was heavily coerced into taking medication that wasn't really her decision and she just shared a ton of details yeah it's just really disturbing especially because the state of california allowed it like some of the stuff she shared could should be totally illegal so that's what i think also makes it such a big case is how this was even allowed to happen and what are the laws And I was watching one media news coverage over it, and they were saying a conservatorship is supposed to help a person. So a person so impaired, they can't look after their money or their health. She's saying which she's right about. This has made my life worse. It hasn't helped me. It's drained me. It's hurt me. She's traumatized. She's considering suing her family, you know, so. That's, for me, that's the point, is that a conservatorship is never supposed to harm the person. It's supposed to be of assistance. And this was just beyond. And they have forced her to have an IUD. She wants it taken out and she hasn't been allowed to have it taken out. And some people say, well, if she's not of mental capacity, and it's like, if she's not of mental capacity, why are y'all having her on the X Factor or American Idol, whichever one it was, and have her do two shows a night where she's teaching the dancers choreography. Like that's not a mentally impaired person. Like if she can do that, she can have her IUD taken out and access to her money. So it's just very disturbing. I'm not super shocked by it because we live in a society that loves to abuse its power if if it can, not everyone in our society, but we see it everywhere, but it's it's pretty sickening. So I'm fired up.
4: She's like 38, right? Like the, the government is forcing an IUD into like a 38-year-old adult. Like, like this is like this is insane. This is not a conservative. It's just slavery. It's like they're they're like sterilizing her, injecting her with things, and then making her perform. That's just slavery. So her father has enslaved her, essentially. What's the IUD thing? They keep her away from like Kevin Federline or something like that.
1: <laughs> I think when she had her quote, unquote, meltdown, which I say, quote, unquote, because I think she burst at the pressure of everyone's eyes on her scrutinizing her every life. We all have ups and downs. Some are more extreme than others, but she had all eyes on her during her times. And I think, yeah, she broke. And then a lot of people in her life used it to control her is what happened. And she compared it to sex trafficking because of the reasons you're saying she was drugged and then forced To do things against her will with her body i think it just needs to end immediately i'm sure it will because there are people speaking up for her as well but it's just super disturbing especially some of the people like i've been watching a ton of videos and some of the comments that try to like get on the other side a little bit just feel so wrong it's like no none of this is okay like even if she went through bouts of certain illness if we want to say that you still can't do any of those things that happened it's about supporting and helping a person it's not about stripping them of dignity and humanity so pretty fucked up i hope it ends soon
4: it's also other celebrities that had a breakdown maintain their autonomy way past like it's funny that she's under all this control but michael jackson was just sleeping in like a hyperbaric chamber like injecting himself with, like, embalming fluid every night and just, like, buying entire shopping malls and, like, dressing like Captain Crunch and dancing on top of police cars and having inappropriate relationships with children and just, like, nobody did anything. Like, he was allowed to, like, he was allowed to, like, do all of that. Like, R. Kelly, like, no, like, the government had an interview where it's like, well, you just keep releasing videotapes of you molesting young girls, so... Now we have to do something, because you've released more than one tape. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah, like, what did Britney do? She just shaved her head the one time, and then they just said, like, she lost her shit, and they took over her life? Because, yeah, Michael Jackson, he got to just run wild. <laughs> and yeah, R. Kelly, that is a great point. <laughs> Videos yeah. of him in on chicks, so.
4: Like, OJ's on Twitter, it's just like <laughs> Trump is Trump is out. Like Trump's like Trump got away with everything. So it's just it's it's hilarious. It's like you gotta think it's gotta be about like, oh, if you're a woman, like that, then the state has to intervene. I'm almost a conspiracy theorist. What did she know about 9-11? Why are they doing this to her? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think also she's always been very brave about her sexuality, which any kind of suppressed Puritan-like mindset will freak out over a Britney video. Like when she first came doing the MTV movie awards or music award performances, she was wearing stuff that was so sexy. And I think those of us who embrace that were like, yeah, but there are some people who are really like, we need to contain that. And then when she had her divorce and like shaved her head, she was also like getting out of cars, like with dresses on, no underwear. She didn't give a shit that she was flashing her puss everywhere. And people were like, we have to control <laughs> that. When it's like, that's the worst she's doing. You get a, a flash of her vagina.
2: Like it's probably terribly nice. It's probably not pretty nice. Like it's probably top-notch. <laughs> yeah. pictures or anything, but I'm going to say that's, that's a pretty classy one. <laughs> It's not like a pretty all right vagina. Like that's Britney Spears vagina. So she's, yeah, she's not a joke.
1: Exactly. So it's like people were like, oh my gosh. You know, sometimes like she'd be out and her nipple would be half out of her shirt. I think that's beautiful and a blessing. I want to live my life like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Honestly,
1: I, I I, dream to get there where someone just like, uh, Kate, and I'm like, oh, ah, it's like not a big deal. Because people freak You're out fantastic. about it like that.
2: If you wanna get there, you can, I think you can do it. Thanks. I I want you to try at least, (laughs) try to just let loose. I'm just saying, that probably happens
1: when you're tipsy, probably. But it's like, I'm not scared of things like that. I'm not scared of someone being tipsy. I'm not scared of a a boob or a penis falling out. If it's coming near me.
2: penis falling out? (laughs) Whose penis is falling out? What kind of parties are you going to?
1: I've been at a bar.
2: Where, it's like a few dicks fell out at that party. Then, no, where, I, are you, where are you hanging out?
1: One dude got so drunk, he did it as like to be funny, but like he turned around and he purposely had his soft penis hanging over his thing. And it was like hysterical. It wasn't aggressive. It was just a funny thing. Like, I don't care about that. It's what I care about is like inhumane treatment of people. Like, it's like, that's what we should be caring about. So the fact that like Britney, yeah, it's like, in this cage, why you've got actual insane people just roaming the streets,
2: which is what it is, honestly. But like. I want to wind back for a second. Because the <laughs> penis out thing. I do remember when I was a lifeguard down the shore, the local kids, the ones who live there, those lifeguards, they taught like they do penis tricks at parties. Like they'll turn the their penis upside down so it looks like the ice cream cone and they'll they'll call it that's the ice cream cone. It'll be nuts on top of the shaft like that. And then like there's like tricks that they do the cyclone, they twist it up and then let go and it spins really fast back back into place. Dude, it's fucking hilarious at parties. So, I mean, not anymore. I'm a grown man now, but that shit was hilarious. So, so, all right, I'm not going to knock you on the penis out stuff. That does happen, I guess, (laughs) in some places.
1: Exactly. I mean, that one, the cyclone one sounds like it's really bad for penile health, but,
2: you know. Oh, yeah, their penis fucked up now. But like, (laughs) but like it was in the moment that shit was boss. That was a boss. (laughs) Reminds me of like when you, what was that game
1: that you? there was like a pole and then a ball that you hit? What is that?
2: Tether.
1: tether ball. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're playing tether ball with your your penis and balls.
2: There was another one, the fruit basket. You pull everything underneath and then you kind of like bend over and show them your butt, but it shows the whole fruit basket. <laughs> That's disgusting. I know, I know. It's horrible. It is. It's horrible. But like when somebody actually <laughs> does it at a party, it's pretty fucking fucking. I'm not gonna lie. To you.
1: I've never been with girls, and one of them's like, "Look at my fruit basket," and it's her like, <laughs> vagina lips contorted, and we're all like, ah! <laughs> so "Funny."
2: They don't have a fruit basket, Kate. It would be called. It would be called something different. Oh. It'd be called something different. <laughs> if They're doing that.
4: That's how you get put under conservatorship. When you're <laughs> pulling your penis out at places and showing people
2: tricks. Yeah, you see him later in life. You're like, yeah, man, I'm a want I'm a conservator shift. Like, what the fuck is that? They're like, remember the penis tricks? I'm like, yeah. Oh, never mind, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, man, I get it.
1: Well, so we all agree, free Britney, and then we can move on. Justin Timberlake like
2: to say all that. You were the only one who spoke. <laughs> I don't listen. I just don't know how crazy Justin she did.
1: What, what do you want to say, CG? Do you have? Do you want to add anything like?
2: I'm just saying, I don't really know. I don't really know how much she was walling out. I'm not in Britney's house or anything. Like she could have been walling out. You, you don't really know. So I'd have to see like some of the footage that they show in court but it or was like 13,
1: whatever. It was 13 years ago and it still doesn't ever make the abuse that happened okay. So we're, I'm just gonna say.
2: Yeah, no, no, I'm not cool with it because like, I I actually, usually I'm pretty hard on people, but Britney's America's sweetheart. And she like works a job and she's just kind of an angel. So, okay, so I agree, free Britney.
4: I think a free Britney, she deserves to be free, but we have to allow ourselves for the possibility that it's gonna be like a Elvis-like decline if she does have her absolute freedom. Like it's gonna be a lot of like firearms and peanut butter sandwiches and inability to perform the choreography anymore. Like, and that's gonna be fine. She deserves the right to be able to decline. You know what I mean? So just get ready for that too. Like when you're freer, just know that it's gonna be like, then the media is gonna shame her for being free. You know, like they did with Kirstie Alley. Like they're gonna do that with like Britney. So just, just be prepared for that second half of that story.
1: No, I have a whole other plan. I become best friends with Britney. We do awesome choreography maybe funny choreography together and all is well. We get to be friends with her and we all keep each other on the right track.
4: No, because you want to help her to, no, because that's not what's going to happen. You're going to come across <laughs> then as the new conservative ship or whatever the hell it's called, slavery, <laughs> slavery deal. Because you're, you're going to be like, Brittany, don't, hey, maybe you should just like do the And she's like, I'll do what I want, I'm free. And, I'm freaking out. You can't tell me. You're just like my fucking dad. And you just have to let her. She deserves the right to just have an insane, unhinged period. She's gonna go through a little, like it might be a little Whitney Houston-ish, too. Could be Whitney Houston-ish. You know? It's a lot of pressure on these people, and they've been through a lot. She but they deserve the right to marry Bobby Brown.
2: Definitely.
1: Yeah, she wants to get married to her boyfriend, and I guess. Have some babies with him, but I believe in Britney. I think she <laughs> won't have a decline. I think she's gonna skyrocket. We're gonna see more amazing music. I have high hopes for Britney.
2: Listen, if they all of a sudden take her off the lithium, she's gonna be fucked up for a little while. I think
1: she is already off the lithium. You could tell in her pictures when she was on the lithium, she looked. Her skin looked different. She looked gone. Her smile, you could tell she was void in the eyes. Now she's back. You could hear in her voice in the recordings, like she sounded like herself for the first time in a while. So I'm, I've i got Britney's back. Like I said, way before anyone else was talking about this, I was podcasting 2017 about how we needed to save Britney and what happens. And then it got popular, which I don't hate on because I want her to be back in the world but whether she's unhinged, Brittany, or a tape. The
2: people listening to the podcast can't see your air quotes, Kate. So you have to to say what you're, cause you did the air quotes for unhinged. So I just wanted to tell the audience. Cause
1: Justin was saying like, she's going to be this like primal unhinged thing, which honestly, if that's what she wants to do, like I'll still come to hang for that. (laughs) I'd love to be at those parties. So, I'm just down to to hang with Brett, if that's ever a possibility. And Oh, and Justin Timberlake, him and his current wife said that they think she should be free and not held against her will. So, I was happy that he spoke up because after he did that whole Cry Me a River song, after she cheated, people really ganged up on her and called her like a slut. Because everyone was asking her, like all the interviewers were like, Brittany, are you still a virgin? Like, back up off her hymen. Some of your
2: biz, mm.
4: yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, I watched the Britney documentary, and yeah, that stuff—that's pretty brutal stuff to be asking somebody about their virginity in an interview. Like, it's you know, it's just like you know how things don't age well. Like, yeah, America's treatment of like Britney Spears, like none of it ages well. It's like you're sexualizing this kid and checking up on her like virginity, and it's like you know she's an artist, right? You know, like, like a human being, and like nobody treated her like that. Yeah, none of it ages well. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to think. Christina Aguilera had a better period where she was just dirty and, like, nobody asked anything about it. Remember that? Like, she had the big transition. I think Miley Cyrus did, too. She was just, like, right into Wrecking Ball and, like, grinding on Alan Fick's kid. Um, Right. And, like, it was more seamless.
2: You know, it's funny. I always remember his him as Alan Thick's kid too. And I don't think many people that many people know who Alan Thick is. <laughs> except from that show, what was the show called? Uh,
4: it was like not up all night or something, or in the thick of the night. Was it in the thick of the night?
2: It was like he was the dad, and he was a psychiatrist.
4: Oh, Alan Thick also had a talk show for like I think maybe one season. Did he? Uh, he- yeah, was it? What about you, baby? Without love, was that the na, na, na.
2: No, that wasn't him. That was uh, never mind. That was a different <laughs> show. Wait, wait, that's a different show. I'm looking at it up. Um, Growing Pains was the show he was on. Oh, and Leonardo DiCaprio—that's where he was first on a show. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Growing Pains he came yeah. on the show later, but it was Growing Pains. It was on. It was on TGIF on Friday nights. So that's why I always know Alan Thick. That's Alan Thick's son, but younger people just know the son.
4: Yeah, but You don't blur lines, and that is something that does not age well. Also, mm-hmm. turns out you should not blur the lines. You should actually have very clear lines of consent. We've learned.
1: Yeah, that video was pretty pretty spicy and towing the line. We'll switch topics. So, Justin, you are also a history professor, correct? Yes.
4: Yes, and I teach at the Allen Thick Institute, uh, City <laughs> University school. of New York.
2: Wonderful school, hard to get into. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. I teach at the City College of New York. I'm a history professor as well. That's awesome. What are your top
1: three history lessons or events that you really get passionate about?
4: Oh, it's so hard to narrow it down. I like fun. I mean, I like cool stories, but... There's a lot of them so my specialty is African history so that's a giant continent that's in, like been around since prehistory with it's like currently 54 different countries and over a billion different people so there's a lot of stories there but there's a lot of great stories I mean there's just like even ones that are outside my specialty like you know when Hitler invaded the Soviet Union he's like we're gonna crush this by spring we're not, we're not even gonna have to worry about winter and they didn't pack winter coats and uh, the tanks weren't ready for the winter so a bunch of Nazis froze like the tanks froze and like they were frozen uh yeah it turns out it was harder to destroy the Soviet union than hitler thought and um, so the, like stories like that are funny just like how weather just like weather it's just like the winter ended up maybe saving <laughs> the world
2: that is a good story
1: <laughs> yeah i had never heard of that um I'm glad that Mother Earth, I want to say Mother Earth stepped in, but it's more like they were just idiots because it's not like she surprised them with winter. (laughs) It's like, um, but, oh, is freezing. Okay.
4: That's a good story. There's all kinds of good stories, like climate change, like we're now like finding out how climate change influenced ancient history and things like that. It's like, why did everybody in Egypt live along the Nile? It's like, apparently the Sahara Desert was rapidly expanding due to climate change. So everybody had to get, yeah, like, we're like, oh, now, oh, yeah, we get that now. Yeah, the desert was expanding. So there's all kinds of things. There's all kinds of cool stuff in history.
1: I'm fascinated by Egyptian times. Not to the point where I've become, like, too much of a a nerd to research it fully. And when I say nerd, I say that in the most respectful way because I should do that. But like, I'm fascinated. There's so many ancient secrets. So I hear woven into their culture. And just I feel like they were so advanced way beyond us in certain ways, not in all ways. So I think it's amazing that there's so much mystery involved. And I think so I've heard that they were working with aliens. And any any culture that openly works with aliens sounds really awesome.
4: Well, they always say that. They, they say that for, uh, you know, any non-European culture that does something that, uh, you know, is impressive to Europeans, they always then give aliens the credit for it. So it's like, uh, <laughs> oh. so it's always like ancient Egypt. You know, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just Africa. And they're just like, oh, that's probably aliens did that. Oh. Or like, or like Mexico, like you know, pre-Columbian Mexico, their pyramids are like, oh yeah, that's probably aliens. Like nobody ever says, nobody ever says like aliens built like you know ancient Rome or anything like that. They're like it was, it was clearly the, the Romans, you know. But yeah. things happen in the other part of the world, like like China. They're like that's probably aliens. <laughs> it's not aliens. It's just Chinese people.
2: Because the Great no. Wall, you can see it. You can see it from space. So it has I, to
4: be I actually found out that is an urban legend, actually. You cannot see the Great Wall of space, uh, the Great Wall of China from space uh, with the human eye.
2: So you just have, if you go to space and you use a telescope, then you can see the Great Wall? That's weird. Oh,
4: sure, well, you know, with any optical equipment. But yeah, but yeah, the yeah, the Great Wall is huge, but you can't see it. Because as huge as the Great Wall it is, there's also like other huge stuff that you can't probably see. You know, like, I would imagine some of our mountain ranges, like, I don't, like, I don't think you could, like, I don't, maybe an astronaut will chime in on this, but I, I, I wonder, I, can you see Everest from space? That's pretty big, but I don't know if you can. By the time you're up there, it's just kind of like.
1: But it's like also like, where in space? Like, some, you can be in space <laughs> and closer to the Earth. You can be in space farther from the Earth. So, like, yeah. that's a whole other thing, too, but. I will say part of the reason why I believe Egyptians had alien contacts is in some of the, in the like drawings or carvings in the wall, they had actual like spaceship stuff in there, but they're not the only, you can find weird hidden spaceships throughout paintings and all sorts of things if you're looking for them. So I find that
2: fascinating. See, I think it's the same thing. The white people, when when white people, you know, they they don't want to give you credit for what you did in your country. It's the same thing as when I see a black guy jump really high, and I'm like, that dude's on fucking steroids. (laughs) Jump higher (laughs) than me, he's on fucking steroids. So like, I'm guilty of the same shit. So (laughs) I get, I think that's, I think that's pretty right on.
4: Or, or just like any white person that's good at a black thing, we're just like, like. (laughs) We're just like we're sure that Eminem injected black DNA at some point. He eats <laughs> black children in order to rap like that. Uh, uh, Larry Bird too. We think so. We're 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 still investigating Larry Bird's identity. Um, so <laughs> we think it could be aliens. We think it was, we think Larry Bird is actually an alien. <laughs>
2: That's what they're saying. Yeah
1: screw you, you've never seen ancient aliens, you guys. I feel like there are all these documentaries that link it, link them, like the ancient cultures. To me, it's not about race or skin color. Like there are all different civilizations that they say, especially they say like near New Mexico, Arizona, that like the Native Americans for years and years and years and years have had more sightings and they have some like markings on on the different um what would you what do you call it? not like a canyon what about when it goes up in Arizona it's not like a mountain do you know what I'm talking about anyway yeah. like they're little caves they have UFO markings and stuff like that. So I just need that to be said but we can move on from aliens.
2: No dude I watched ancient aliens and I believed all that stuff until Justin pointed out what white yeah. people and then I was <laughs> like if they're all white you people, like ain't Native people.
4: American. Guy. But Charles actually made my point like just
2: now. <laughs> it's a solid point. I'm not gonna lie. I'm on the wrong team for it, but but it's a pretty solid point. I gotta <laughs> say.
0: <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: Whatever. Okay. so how long have you been teaching?
4: uh so um, teaching total i mean when they started off on graduate school so probably 2007 is when i first started teaching and you just
1: love history like what what made you choose that to go into
4: well i like the, the like you said there's mysteries in history and it's like finding out what happened and then also our understanding of history gets more complicated more documents come out and then like society changes right so, like, more evidence gets produced. But it's also kind of the, the idea that they don't teach you that they don't really – they kind of prepare you for citizenship in, like, you know, grade school where they're just like, America is the best. And you should probably leave it at that. And then you go to college, and you're like, oh. Ah. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. That, that, they, didn't t- they didn't teach us that. So, I was like, I would like to learn all the things that they're not teaching that, you know, totally happened. Like, we've just now started celebrating the end of slavery. It's, like, 2021.
2: <laughs> mm.
4: it's
2: true. Mm. Like, America has,
4: we, like, our vision of ourselves. This is why they think, like, they always think you're trashing America, but you're just, like, saying that happened. You're just like, hey, man, just let you know that happened. Like, <laughs> you're like, you're trashing America. You're like, I'm not trashing America. I just want to let you know that that happened. <laughs> like, that this thing totally happened. And it's okay for us to talk about that. Doesn't mean America's bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, it going be great, but like this bad thing totally happened and we, we should talk about it. And they're like, no!
1: People don't know how to see the truth sometimes. It like makes them so uncomfortable. I still see like when it comes to Black Lives Matter, people not understanding what that means. To me, it's offensive for someone to say blue lives matter. Black Lives Matter does not mean fuck all cops or something. You know, I feel like people are just so scared they hear something, they feel any kind of guilt or responsibility, or and, and they crumble and don't, like they choose blinders almost. Um, and going back to to what you said i remember in college getting a book lies my teacher told me like i remember when they taught us about how america came to be like north america they didn't they kind of talked about the trail of tears but they didn't really talk about how much like so we're here because we screwed a whole beautiful like all these native cultures that lived here we came in and we raped and pillaged and gave them smallpox blankets as gifts they definitely didn't go into that So I remember the same thing like in college with some of my really good history professors learning the shadier shit that went down and uh, not really being surprised. I remember when I heard about like the Holocaust when I was young, we were Jewish. So my parents were especially like, this is what happened. You know, I remember being like, oh, so it's pretty fucked up here. Cause that wasn't even that long ago either. I was like, all right. And then learning about slavery and all that, I was like, all right. So like a lot of people on this earth are not chill. <laughs> I remember learning that super yeah. young, they still hit a lot from us, but like at this point that's like with the Britney thing, I'm not surprised. We see it everywhere. It's microcosms of the same thing, abusive power, but like, it's also still painful. But I'm not surprised. I kind of knew the world had a lot of shitty people in it. Kind of out the womb-ish, in a sense. Not like fully, but you know what I mean? Like, you start hearing about the Holocaust, slavery, things like that, and you're like, wow, some monsters walking these streets.
4: Yeah, we're also in this weird period too where any viewpoint actually, because of capitalism, has like a legitimate, so it's like, if I'm a Nazi, right, like, I actually have TV networks that will legitimize my point of view. Uh, like, I always tell people now, like, if you take all, like, if you take Hitler's basic beliefs, you can you can see so many of them on cable news now. Like, it's amazing to me that, like, it used to be just, like, David Duke was the bad guy. He was the one Nazi, and we'd all boo him when he went on, like, You Now, like, a, a guy like David Duke is, like, four Fox News shows are just his viewpoint being advanced, but it's just like all you have to do is just avoid racial slurs. And then anytime someone says it, you go, oh, you're trying to disciple my point of view. It's like, no, you're but you're like a literal Nazi. They're like, look, I do believe in the inherent superiority of white people. If that makes me a Nazi, then you're just part of the politically correct PC. And it's like, hey, you're a Nazi. Holy shit, this person's a Nazi. So So in some ways, ways it's actually like worse than like the 80s, right? Because even like if you look at some of these people are getting like getting elected to Congress. Like this is a story I always try to tell my students for like historical context. I remember Trent Lott. You remember Trent Lott? He was like the Senate majority leader. So basically like Mitch McConnell's job. And at an offhand remark, like I think it was like a celebration of like Strom Thurmond's birthday. He said, if you would have got elected president in 48, we wouldn't be having these problems we have now. Which the outrage at those comments, yeah, because Strom Thurmond in 48 ran as a segregationist. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. But that, but just that little comment, Trent Lott had to resign. He had to leave Congress. Like he leaves as one of the most powerful people in shame. It's like now that like he might become like the nominee for president with a remark like that. But like that one remark that he made, Donald Trump said way worse than that every day and like so, that, so it's like every day like it's like he said something way more outrageous now. so it's actually worse now people are willfully misunderstanding you like you're just like hey i just don't think police should murder people and they're like why do you want to murder police and i'm like i'm not saying that no one's <laughs> like literally no one's saying murder police no one is saying that and they're like well you just want to kill cops and i'm like no I-, I literally please please stop at this point, it's willful misunderstanding. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's like, yeah, that's what you're saying. Because because people don't have the, they don't have the courage to say, look, I just don't like black people. So it's easier to then make it a proxy about your feelings about police. What's also great is those same people went and just, like, tried to kill all the cops at the Capitol riot. That was also very sweet. Like it was all the Blue Lives Matter people were like, we're going to kill these cops if they try to protect the election. And it was like, that was just like, (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's pretty nuts. And I think like a lot of our PC culture doesn't help actually end it because a lot of these white supremacists can kind of get away with saying insanely hateful things because they've learned how to not say certain slurs with it. So it's like, oh, but he didn't curse and he didn't say the N word. So, and it's like, no, what he said is completely horrific and offensive. Like, even though he found how to not get censored by whatever network, everything he said is equals a lot of curses. It's hate and hate can have so many forms, but people don't want to feel into context these days. So they hear someone saying something really racist but like in a proper way that shines for tv and they almost are like oh but it's fine he's just being him i prefer curses or whatever like yeah it's it's just um insidious really but i think things are just coming more and more to the surface and and things i believe will get fixed one way or another
4: well, yeah, people are finding out, too. It's like you if you insulate yourself in the most hateful kind of rhetoric and then you and you sort of, like, justify that to yourself as just an opinion, but then you go to your job at Applebee's and say those things. And, like, Applebee's is like, we have HR, you have to leave. You can't, like, uh, you know, it's like an opinion would be, I think we should have this level of immigration. I think all Mexicans are rapists, however, is not an opinion that we have at Applebee's. Um, <laughs> Uh. So then they get fired and they're like, I'm being censored. And It's like, no, you're not being censored. You've allowed like a core group of like hateful, like personalities pump you up full of this stuff. And they don't have any consequences because they draw money. But Applebee's can replace you with someone that can keep their feelings about the Mexican people probably to themselves.
2: <laughs> I love yeah. how you brought Applebee's into this, yeah. eating good in the neighborhood. It just warms my soul when I think about Applebee's. It's just an American staple. Get some boneless buffalo wings. After nine half price apps, half price apps and drinks. I just uh I like how you brought Applebee's into it. Because Applebee's knows how to do things. They're not gonna let that kind of shit stand. And so uh I can get down with some Applebee's. That's all I'm saying. Really?
4: that's been the weird part about this period is that like corporate America ends up being the good guy. Cause it has to have basic <laughs> HR. So, so it's just like, it's just like, Oh, like people actually losing their jobs for stuff. It was like, it's weird. Like it's the only time it's like, a, like a guy on the left. I'm like, well, thank God that corporate America has to sell products to everyone to where it's just like, Hey bro, like you kind of went off the reservation with this series
2: <laughs> of <speech> about
4: Arabs. <laughs> <laughs> We got to let you go. Because <laughs> there's just no equivalent. Like, you know, in America, you know, like, it's fine. We're a white majority society. That's fine. But there's no equivalent. There's no, like, I can't get a cable news show. Like, there's just like, called Kill the White Man. where Like, you know what I mean? They have to take Black Lives Matter or something like that and then make that into Kill the White Man. It's because you're not really allowed to have a Kill the White Man. If America was really fair, there'd be, like, a BET that was really just, like, out-of-context clips of white people to, and, like, whipping up hate, like, just like Farrakhan just has a cable news show, like, on BET. That would be, like, the equivalent of what you're seeing on Fox. And it's like, and it's good that that doesn't exist. It's just, like, that's why, like, some, like, Black Lives Matter, it could be anything. It could be, like, uh, Black children should have a sandwich. And this is a hate group. It's because we're, we're not allowed to have real hate groups. Uh. Like, we have racist people, they, they just don't get like, you know, some of, some of our black racists are big on Twitter, though, I will say that. They're, they're, like, that's kind of the place where if you're black and racist and you want a mass audience, it's like Twitter. Okay. But they're just like, white man, was, they're all Neanderthals. If you test their DNA, like crazy theories, and you're like, I don't think that's that's not true.
2: And so, what was it?
4: If black kids get a sandwich, if you started a group that said black kids, let's give this black kid a sandwich on Fox News, they would they, they immediately start campaigning against it. They'd be like, "What what is in the sandwich?" Uh. They'd be like, "Do you really know what's in the sandwich? Why do only the black kids get a sandwich? Uh.
2: What
4: what is the real origins of the sandwich? Are the sandwiches Muslim? Like and, and like the the sandwich may have committed a crime. Are they trying to give them black kids a sandwich so they can have the energy to commit more crimes and like that would be the way they would talk about it
2: oh my god i feel like i'm not even allowed to laugh at this stuff it's fucking hilarious i can't but you know i'm neutral i'm switzerland
4: i, I watch that stuff i love watching it because i just like to see how they can take anything and make it sinister you know what i mean to their audience you know what's a new thing but, Oh, it's critical race theory. They're attacking my field. Historians. Critical race theory is just like, if you don't know it, it's just like, hey, let's just understand that racism happened in history. And let's think about the ways that it informs our institutions. And it it only exists at the college level. And then like, and so you have to like really be taking a class and someone that specializes that. It's been around since like the 70s. It's not like a new thing. All of a sudden now you turn on in like critical race theory, teaching your children from the age of kindergarten to hate whiteness and the American Christianity. And it's like, has nothing to do with any of those things. And like, that's like the new thing.
1: It's so crazy to me that people try to come up with these like campaigns or formulas. It's the same thing with like, no, like anti-bullying. But they don't seem to actually care if the kids are getting bullied it's like what's trendy i mean things are starting to change a bit there Where i feel like people are trying to affect change and not just say the thing that sounds good but yeah a lot of people hear certain phrases or words and then just like jump on it and it's so funny i was talking about the word narcissist and then gaslighting. And then after I said the word gaslighting, I swear I've been seeing all these like TikToks and Instagrams of like, are you being gaslit? And everyone has like their own definition. And, and once again, like I think awareness is great, but people love to take something and then run with it with their own agenda, which is very human, but it's not great when you're taking it far away from the actual purpose. And that's what I want to see. I want to just see like a better world where people are in less pain, (laughs) you know, like no matter what your color, what you believe in, how can we thrive all together? Racism is such a corny thing, like it's like, (laughs) oh, this is your skin color. So it's like, you could do it with hair color, you could do it with eye color. It's just a way to be divisive. Like we need to, for our, our collective evolution, get to the next place it's just like we can do great things if we work together the kind of technology we could clean up the earth we could do some real shit. i think it's fascinating seeing some of these white women really fighting racism um in a certain way i'm very vocal about ending that but you see some girls where you're like i don't know i saw candace owens is not my favorite human being but it was funny to watch her at some testimonial of these like white girls going against her telling her about racism existing <laughs> it was so wild to me cuz i really don't agree with most of what candace owen says yeah. but i have to say it was wild watching like offended white girls be like do you know what black people have to go through and, <laughs> and And I was like, what am I watching? Like, this is so
4: crazy. So... Yeah, Yeah, that's the... Well, that's the thing about, like... Yeah, we talked kind of like about the right, and it's like, yeah, that's the thing that can be like annoying about the left, right? Is yeah, finding words that have power and then like weaponizing them for like your own selfish purposes. Usually, like white people, what what white people, usually their audience is actually other white people to make themselves feel better than other white people. It has like nothing to do with the group that they're advocating for. It's just like, and then, like, they, I like when people use the word, like, there's this form of, like, I say, like, on the left, uh, becoming so woke that you actually became, you become a Puritan. So it's just like anyone, any depiction of heterosexual sex is now part of the oppressive complex that seeks to destroy a woman's body. And I'm like, well, that's not, that's just, that's just living in an Islamic republic is what you're talking about right now. Oh yeah, gaslighting. Yeah, like misusing the word gaslighting. It's just like, I'm not gaslighting you. I'm telling you that you're factually wrong about your argument. Or like, I'm telling you why you're, and they're like, you're gaslighting me. It's like, that's not the proper use of that phrase.
2: Can we explain to the dumber audience members and to me what gaslighting is? Gaslighting is
4: something that narcissists do. It means I do something to you, and then I deny it to the point to where I make you question the nature of your own reality. So I would say something. It's like if I go and take my shirt and take it behind you, and I take it, and then I and then I wear it in front of you, and you go, "Hey, man, you stole my shirt." And I go, "Why did you steal? Well, no, you stole my shirt. You actually stole my shirt. Why are you falsely accusing me of stealing your shirt when you actually stole my shirt?"
2: Mm-hmm. I do. That would use the shit out of me. you get me with that every time. Not, not lot. But if you
4: repeatedly d- do it to people, you can get people to then, you know, I'm trying to think of what's a good example of where you I gaslight somebody.
1: One of my most gaslit moments that occurred to me was I had a boyfriend who was cheating on me and I could feel it. I just knew it i feel like there's something off you're cheating on me he'd be like oh i'm so sad for you that you have like trust issues and then i really thought i was crazy he's like oh you're like making yourself crazy in your head and and i was like oh my god i'm so broken that this person is so trustworthy and i can't even take in love that to me is gaslighting and i was being cheated on like i was right but i was It was twisted. So I think that's gaslit. Or someone even trying to get a reaction out of you. So they make like passive aggressive jokes or like try to dig at you. So then you erupt and say the thing. And then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) They get to like do that. That's happened a lot because I give reactions often. I'm like an emotional person. So I've definitely had people bring up something that I'd be salty over. Like any anytime a comic would in a not cool way be like shouldn't you be with your son where's he like at a show or something like that nice. to me to me that's gaslighting it's like but if someone says oh where's shane that's fine you know but it's more of like in the tone of like i'm failing him as a mother i always found that to be in that category and then if i got upset they're like whoa kate's a little dusty i'm like you just called me a bad mom <laughs>
4: So yeah, you see, you see that all the time, right? It's like, uh, yeah, pimps do that kind of stuff, right? It's like they make the woman's interest their interest, and if she ever does anything for herself, then she's destroying the organization that everybody's trying to build. You know what I mean? But it's not a collective effort, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's not. It's, it, it serves one person. You see that a lot. Or why are you making me do this to you? Like, like if you, I, I wouldn't have to do this to you. So the Black Lives Matter thing is actually gaslighting, right? It's saying the cops wouldn't have to kill you if you weren't so violent. You are making us do this to you. And you can actually see some people that actually that are even minorities buy into that. They're like, well, maybe they should be able to just murder some people sometimes. I mean, that's how the war on drugs was so successful. There was like even some black people were like, well, maybe we got to murder some of these kids. Maybe we should just throw all these kids in the jails. Because uh, the gaslighting worked. It was like, it, this is why this has to be done to you and you alone. Like, nope, there's, no, there's not another argument. Like, you wouldn't see, like, uh, you know, we have, like, you know, opioid crisis in this country. You did not see the inverse of that argument where it was like, maybe we need the full power of the state to come down on poor whites. And if poor whites protest for their rights, there will be counter protests. Like, if there's, like, white lives matter, and there would be, like, black people being like, kill, lock them up. The blue lives. We need the blue, blue black lives. Like all black cops. It's like beating up meth addicts. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like the Black Lives Matter thing takes like an, an insane situation and normalizes it to where you don't even see how crazy it is until you apply it to another situation. Right. Like, could you imagine black people just like protesting for police violence? Against like like trailer parks,
1: it blows my mind. I try not to get on YouTube and comment everywhere because then you're wasting time like fighting people, explaining what Black Lives Matter actually means. Like you said, it's like willful.
4: What would you call it? They're will they're willfully misunderstanding you. You can yeah. tell them exactly what you mean, and they're just gonna say, "I'm I'm not going to hear that." It's
1: crazy when people have that reaction because it's like (laughs) regardless of who's committed a crime regardless if, if a policeman's hired they're meant to uphold justice and the law and there are some countries it's rare where the police force they know how to maintain peace but they don't get overly violent they're not quick at all to draw a weapon. They try to de-escalate as calmly as possible while being effective and keeping the people safe in whatever situation it is. That's the job of police officers. So when people go into, well, do that person deserve it? It's like, I don't care. It doesn't matter.
4: Yeah.
1: Unless the person was like, shooting with the machine gun at all the police officers. Then it's like a whole movie scene rumble of whoever was doing that. In most of these situations, and thank God, a lot of them surface on like TikTok or Instagram, you see the person saying, you're hurting me, get off of me, I can't breathe. And it's like, once that's spoken any kind of discomfort, like if you need to get someone in handcuffs, whatever, but no one should be, in a kind of physical discomfort that's just the officer taking out his WWE wrestler out in that moment of anger, like, my daddy beat me back in the day, and now I'm gonna take it out now, like this moment where they just wanna fuck someone up. And like, someone like that should not have a badge. So when people start defending it, it's like, you're supposed to stop actual crimes, not hurt.
2: Now, if they used to watch WWE, does that disqualify them from joining the police force? Because WWE, no. it's just it's so entertaining sometimes. No, I still put it on once in a while, and I just can't look away, even though it's three hours long every fucking like two night, two times a week, three hours long each one, and they're just talking gibberish. After a while, but I mean, you, I don't know that you can disqualify them from becoming cops no. just because they like WWE. <laughs> it's not- There's black guys in WWE.
4: It's- I'm
2: not saying you can't like
4: it. <laughs> no, but even back in the 80s, they had the Big Boss Man character. He was a Southern law and order sheriff, which is very thinly veiled, but this guy is like an anti-civil rights cop. He's a bad guy in the 80s. Now, like, probably half the crowd of cheers him now. They're like, that's right. You need to bring a little law and order to WWE precisely because of the black wrestlers.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fucked up, too, because Big Boss Man brought out his baton. And he beat people with a baton, like he like when the ref wasn't looking. A lot of the time back in the day, the ref gets knocked out halfway through the match, and then the big boss man takes out his baton, starts fucking people up with his baton. Just about every other match, the referee gets knocked out so some shit can really go down. But like, yeah, I remember big boss man, dude. That was uh, that was no joke some real- yeah, you
4: know, yeah, people don't even see that as like a, a wrestling villain now. They, like you know, literally the big boss man talking about, I'm gonna bring law and order. And that's literally politicians are saying Like, it, I think it's just funny. Progress in America is not a straight line. I'm like, holy shit, the big boss man's like a good guy to like certain people now.
3: Uh.
1: Well, look, I was not saying anything against WWE. I was saying some people take their repressed desire to like fight. WWE is actually a really bad example in some ways because it's not even like real fighting. It's, it would be more like UFC. What? Like, someone...
2: <laughs> Just kidding, go ahead. <laughs>
1: like, because it's still, it's still like actors and they know who's gonna win before. Uh, if you're a police officer beating up someone you already have restrained, you're literally such a pussy. You're taking punches at someone who's already in submission. Like they're saying, ouch, like, dude, like, Stop, and and that should be something that's trained within them. You stop, you know, I'm not saying I'm anti-police. I'm saying, learn how to not fuck up whoever you're arresting. Like, if you can't learn that, you should not be a police officer.
2: Those yeah. videos, they're saying, ouch, really get to me. The ones that you're talking about? Sorry, I really? thought oh, it was funny that you said, ouch. Sorry, sorry. I'll stop. Now, Kate,
4: I think you just made a statement to kill cops that's what I just heard
2: <laughs> that's what I heard
4: <laughs> Shit. cop killer Kate Wolf.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what though the cops in one town do not appreciate me because I and I talked about this before but I took my son he like begged me he was like I wanted my, a cop came to my school and he said, like the junior academy this summer is gonna be so fun. I was like, it's not gonna be fun. Trust me, it's like that military camp. And they convinced my son it was like a fun day camp. And I was like, I swear it's gonna be miserable. And he's like, please, please. Of course they sent the one like friendly officer, you know, who's like, yeah, like learn about this. And they were like, Yeah, like the last day the kids get to hold a gun. So they're like, yeah. so, <laughs> so I bring, so I bring, so I love bring the my son and like they were abusing kids now some people would not say that because there were parents watching who were laughing as their kids cried as they like harder run faster and like i'm sorry i'm so not that person like even when it comes to working out if, if a trainer was yelling in my face like faster i would fucking punch him out so like when i saw someone yelling in my son's face over that i almost took them down like i had the news about to come out because i took shane out of it like i i interrupted the thing we oh, police laughed camp? police camp for
4: the, for your local little department you live like in a very nice like place like what, what are they training for like like a shoplifter at tj Maxx. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was you're not, I, you're not like in northeast philadelphia or something
1: <laughs> no matter what, it's like these are kids' introduction to the police and what they should be. Why are you yelling in kids' faces and making them cry? How in, how in any way is that okay? Or is that like, that? and now that's what the police are about? Making little kids cry who aren't in great shape yet? What are we talking about? It was so wild to me, and then people defending it, because like, a lot of people send their kids to those camps. And then people coming at me and like, y'all can defend it for you and drag your kids kicking and screaming, but you're not going to convince me that that's okay for my child. And I'll have any of those kids' backs too if they want me to have their backs. But like what I witnessed was so upset. I posted it. I had the news coming out. And then the mayor had another mayor reach out to me to to stop.
2: To silence you.
1: They did, but honestly, what really silenced
2: me- You almost ruined police camp. What did you expect?
1: What really silenced me was my own son. They should thank my child because my own son was like, I'm going to need you to chill. He didn't want that attention on him. So that's why- I didn't, was just for his sake, but I was like, ready. I was like, I'll take this debate on of like what the cops are supposed to be. Cause that's the problem. Militarization of the police, they don't need that. Is
2: they don't sleep- need that. Is it sleepover camp? <laughs> yeah, wondered, I was just wondering, I never heard of police camp before. So I was wondering if it was like for the summer, you go for the summer and you come back a real badass, kicking indoors and stuff, or just, <laughs> Make it, or just always calling the cops. Like you just you call the cops all the fucking time. Like I'm a junior cop, you know, and you call that, and you know the sergeant shit, and you you just call the cops on people. Like, but it's the it's a day camp.
1: Yeah, it was like a two week camp, and first day within the hour we were go- like I was like, and I left base. I didn't really hold the fingers, but I basically did. Like I walked past every officer that was standing there. Cause some were in like the middle of the floor still doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And I just shook my head. Like I was like, shame on all of you. Like, I don't care if all of you have decided to, to say, oh, this is okay. This is normal. It's not okay. This is abuse. And I shamed them. I just walked and I looked, I'm not saying they cared. <laughs> I was in shock. And then I did a whole post about it. Cause I was so upset and The response I got was awesome, honestly. Like a lot of people were like, fuck that. And that's why they got scared is because I wasn't scared to take on that mentality. Cause we've accepted abuse in homes and all sorts of things. And some people go, oh, but that's what makes you tough or whatever. And I'm not saying we all have to be weenies walking the earth, but there's a difference between being tough and abuse and like taking things and, and that hurt because and then saying, oh no, I gotta suck it up and keep going. We have to be really careful with that. And what I saw at that police camp directly relates to how the police can treat citizens. And I wasn't having any of it, but I definitely, they're, I don't think they're fans of me, <laughs> that's
4: for sure. Yeah, and it's also weird because even police said, you know, it's like, look, I'm, look I work like, I work either with police or sometimes I've done like shows with cops or, and I know like even a comedy, there's a couple of police officers that do comedy. You know what I mean? It's funny how the rhetoric, like that militarization always comes from like all the places where you don't need it. The cops that work, all the cops I've ever met that have worked in the roughest neighborhoods in America are always like the ones that have the least controversial things to say. And in fact, like they're always talking about like you have to treat everybody like a human being around in order to make your job easier. Because they're like, if you come with that hard ass stuff, it's like that neighborhood's going to eat you alive. Um, So they're like, in order for me to do my job properly, I have to get rid of that insane warrior mentality stuff. Like, that's the first thing you got to pitch if you want to survive out there, you know? And I just think that's always funny because it's, yeah, a lot of times with the people that are the most like, you're going to lead society into anarchy, I always click on it and it's always like, home New Jersey. It's always like, it's always like some town with no real issues and like six figure (laughs) salaries where the cops are like, we are the last line of defense. I'm like, against what? Uh. Yeah. I've never been pulled over by an urban cop. I've never had an interaction with an urban cop, like upwardly mobile suburb, though that is every single interaction I've had with a police officer. Because they're, if you train them like that, they're like, obviously the point is going to be like, when they see the one black guy, they're like, this is what we train for, it's go time. It's like, Uh, totally uh, not, it's not go time. It's uh, not go time. Since since a kid at camp, I've been ready for this moment.
2: I didn't didn't realize that at all it's when you come into the suburbs they do that I didn't I didn't know that I didn't realize that at all
4: dude urban cops are so much more sophisticated urban cops look like they look they know who's who they know who's got a gun on them they like they know so many more things they're not just randomly a lot of times like pulling people over and searching them they're much smarter about it
1: yeah Well, and I also wanna say once again, and I hate that I have to say this, I'm not anti-cop. Because once again, people don't know how to read nuances. You can be for Black Lives Matter and totally for a healthy police force. Um, There are also
4: black cops too. Like there's like a ton of black cops that like, you know, they, they may not be able to speak about this, but they're like, you know, I'm off duty with a gun a lot of the time. So like, I understand, like when I drive back to my suburban home and I'm off duty with my gun, Like, you know, there's been examples of that Black cops that have gotten, like, shot by cops because they're off-duty. This is a Black guy with a gun.
1: It's so fucked up. I feel like there are a lot more people speaking up about things, even when there's humor involved in it. These kinds of conversations, I think, are very helpful because a lot of people don't know yet how to have these conversations where it's like there's nuances in it. Not everyone has to completely agree talk about it you can laugh about some parts it's not about duality
4: oh yeah and the nuance yeah we were talking about like you know like liberal white people and how they're like they are always trying to like top everybody so like the like abolish police argument there is nobody (laughs) in the inner city believes in that and they see those people as complete clowns versus like get rid of the cops like are you nuts (laughs) like yeah (laughs) get rid of the cops because you live in like like an (laughs) because you don't live in a bad neighborhood. You know
2: what I mean? Like They're just like, who are these people that are coming here? Thinking, I was thinking I wanted that to happen just for like a year so that those people could see like what the world would become if there were no police. It would be like The Walking Dead. Like you just, there'd just be like, you know, places, people with shotguns and houses they didn't know and shit like that. It would be a scary ass place to live like the apocalypse, man. So I kind of just wanted it to happen for like a few weeks. <laughs> Yeah. Well not really though, because I'd be one of the f- first people to get fucked up. <laughs> I feel like. No way.
4: Yeah, people don't realize we have a criminal class in this country. That's like it's just like if I like
2: like a serious, yeah, pretty serious one. Yeah,
4: like like it's just like there are just like certain dudes that will take your house from you. Like the <laughs> law is the only thing keeping them from that. They will take your like your home. They'll just take it from you. Uh, and like the law like, is important for that.
2: <laughs> That's exactly. very true.
1: Exactly. That's why I just want to say that because I also know some police officers, not many, and I know that some can be really great humans and have the right intent. And I agree with what you're both saying there too. Um, but I don't think it's too much to ask police officers to not use excessive for- force. And- to not kill black people, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how about not? <laughs> mm. um, so, I think I think once again, I think we I think we just fixed a big issue, you guys.
4: I think we did, and I'm applying the same logic actually that the police unions uh, are applying to my job. I go, look, it's hard out here. I'm underpaid as a public teacher. Uh, You know, like there's a lot of absentee issues, there's behavioral issues. If I can't beat one to two of these kids real bad in front of the class a year without any scrutiny from the public, then I don't know if I can do my job. Like as soon as they say I can't beat it, because my life matters, and I I have to beat a couple of these kids physically. And anybody who questions that practice of me beating these kids is probably anti-professor, I would say, and against learning. Yeah, it sounds dumb, right? Like or, like, or like a priest being like, I gotta be able to touch just a couple of them. And if you question <laughs> that, then you're against God. It's like, uh, I'm not against God, just don't touch the kids.
2: Against God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can people find you on social media? Anything you wanna shout out, go ahead.
4: I just wanna repeat that Kate Wolf We'll be at the Brick City Comedy Review in downtown Newark, New Jersey on July 2nd at 8 p.m. You could come, come down here. Uh, come down. We got uh, The cops will be there. We'll, we actually have a lot of cops at the uh. Uh, show. <laughs> uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at JustinWilliamsComedy.com. If you send me an email, I'll come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty open. Send an email, you will come yeah. right there, that's great. Is it like, no matter the address, no matter what country, all of it?
4: It does not matter. If you care <laughs> enough to send me an email, I'm coming. I'm not telling you when, though. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. <laughs> CG anything you
0: wanna vlog?
2: Uh, Justin, thanks for coming on. You're the man. Um, You can find (laughs) me at C.G. Erickson on YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff, Instagram. Thanks, y'all.
1: And then for me, TikTok, which I'm really enjoying, Kate Fanshawn-Wolf. We've got a Patreon, patreon patreon.com, Invasion of Privacy. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thanks again, Justin, for joining us. Bye.